on imom.com, we share ideas, insight, and inspiration. We do all that here too, by sharing the best kind of stories, mom stories. We're all at different ages and stages, but one thing we have in common is that we're striving and sometimes struggling to love our children well. It's the I'm Mom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the I'm Mom Podcast. This week's story comes from me, I'm Abby, and I'm joined once again by Susan and Megan and Chloe. And today's story is called Summer Breakdown. Um, so when summer rolls around, I feel like moms are kind of divided into two separate camps. There's the, um, I'm about to be home all day with my kids and what in the world are we going to do camp? And then the, I have to work. What am I going to do with my kids and not go broke camp? And I was talking to one of the ladies here in the office who's a single mom. And she looked at me the other day, like kind of wide eyed. And she's like, what do you do? What do you do with your kids all over the summer? And you're like, what, how do you keep them busy? Uh, she recently moved from Orlando. So, you know, like an hour and a half or so. And she had grandparents there, like her, her parents or the, her daughter's grandparents were there to, to lend a hand. But now she's here stuck trying to make a plan. And I, my heart kind of went out to her because when my sons are with me, so they spend, you know, half the time with me, half the time with their dad, I send them to Camp Gooey Bob. Um, it's a very, it's a very <laughs> in-demand camp. It is a very exclusive camp. There's only room for two children at this camp because Gooey and Bob are my parents and they live five houses down. And so I'm like, all right, Camp Gooey Bob's starting up soon. Um, in fact, it's a great, it's a great deal. It's free and they supply lunch and make it. So it's, wow. yeah, it's excellent, excellent plan. Um, but like last year, my mom and my older son, before summer began, they made a plan. They set one week was going to be Titanic week. Another week was cooking week. They had a Lego week. I like camp what is, gooey bob. <laughs> what is Titanic camp? They got on a boat and no, I'm just kidding. Uh, they, <laughs> sounds fatal. They do all things Titanic. My son and my older son and my mother are both obsessed with the Titanic. So, oh, yeah, I can't believe things. they don't have a um, Hamilton camp. Uh, that might be coming this summer, actually, <laughs> yeah. now that you mention it. But you, without helpers nearby, that's what I told this person I was talking to. I was like, honestly, my parents saved me because I don't know what I would do otherwise. Megan, what are you what? doing with James this summer? So um, his school is, he goes to a little preschool that's half a day. So they are off for the summer. Um, but there's another school by us that does a little camp. So he is going to that for half a day. But I mean, to your point, we have two problems with it. One, it's extremely expensive. And two, there's two weeks on either end of the camp where I don't have coverage because his school ends two weeks early and then starts two weeks later than the camp. So I think his school is potentially, apparently a lot of parents are in this situation because um, a lot of the parents are uh, working. working. Yeah. I think the school is looking at having their own little camp for Two weeks to fill that time, which I'm laughing because I'm like, then why don't you just have school two weeks longer? Like, mm. it's not really school, anyways. I mean, they're two, they're three. How long? I mean, what right. can they? So I don't know, but it's also an extra cost, and it's it's hard. I mean, it's really tough, especially because I I will have a toddler that's going to this camp, and then I'll also have a newborn. So I'm trying not to think about it because it's stressful. Yeah, yeah. and financially, yeah, yeah. Um. It's just hard and and not only finding the childcare or whatever it is that's going to keep them busy, but then 
the personalities and the expectations of your kids too. Like my older son is like, yeah, Titanic camp or yeah, I, this summer he's going to a film camp mm. um, for a week. But then my little one just the other day, he's like, mama, please don't send me to camp. Like, mm. Don't make me go anywhere. So, I mean, when you become a mom, it's funny how much your perspective and your idea of summer changes, you know, when you're a kid, it's like, no homework, I sleep in, I do all these relaxing things, I just want to be a couch potato. But as a parent, you're like, now what? And that's where the the summer breakdown often happens. So I wanted some wisdom from our little group here. But starting out, like, what did you guys do? What are your memories of how summer, you know, how your parents entertained you over the summer or what you did over the summer? Oh, is the historian here? What do you call them? <laughs> you know what? We had four kids in my family and we were all really close in age, all one year apart. And so, but there were no camps then. Yeah. Now we lived in Ohio and we had woods behind us. There were no vacation Bible schools, no camps. We played all summer outside. All the kids in the street were outside. We were in the woods making mud pies. We were making dirt bike paths. It was... It was a free-for-all and it was awesome, but my mother literally said out of the house every morning and you came in for lunch and then you went back out. It was just great free play. Do you think that parents who both worked back when you were a kid, I know it wasn't as common for a mother to work as it is now, but do you think that having neighbors that everybody knew and and neighbors being closer, was that part of the reason that there weren't as many camps? You could just send, you know, all right, I'm heading to work and neighbor Mm -hmm. lady Jenny is going to watch you. So you had that safe space. Like our neighborhood was a safe space. The woods behind us was a safe space. And I have to say like the lady next door was a nurse. She did work. Now she had a son my age and a daughter a little bit older. She left him home alone all day. Now, she knew that my mom was right there. Mm-hmm. And so you did have a little bit of a community sharing. If my mom had to run errands, you know, Miss Mrs. Bowditch on the other side watched us, you know, but there were people across the street. There were at least 30 kids in our neighborhood. Wow. And so it was a blast. And it, literally the parents would at night have clam bakes and not get any babysitters. And they'd have it in the backyard, but nobody had fences. So all the parents would be congregating and they thought the kids were asleep they probably knew we weren't we were going out the front door and playing out the front all night you know it it was great you couldn't do that now when my kids were growing up I just didn't let them roam the neighborhood at all times by themselves they did a little bit but you know they always wanted to go play with their friends who lived you know half a mile away or you were driving them and having play dates but I panicked because I had five kids I panicked I love the first week of summer yeah it's like yes we are done with the schedule. By the third week, you're like, I need a schedule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Megan, since your mom just talked about what you did, <laughs> what are your memories of summer vacation? Gosh, it's hard for me to remember at such a young age. I have a horrible memory. I mean, as I got older, I did do summer camps in the summer. And I think I remember as like a middle schooler going to like a, like a little tennis camp or I don't know, a little activity camp. But I have a terrible memory. I don't. Well, you started going to sleepaway camp. You went to Canica. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember like wanting to be a couch potato, or do you remember wanting to like go and do things? I just remember wanting to play with friends. I was very. She always had a social calendar. (laughs) (laughs) You've admitted you're an extrovert. You just want to be with people. Yes. What about you, Chloe? Um, I I did not want to be a couch potato at all over the summer. I wanted to go 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 and. I did go to a lot of camps, vacation, Bible school, soccer camp, cheer camp. And then 
Um, I just remember going over to my neighbor's house because they had a pool and we didn't. So I would mm. go over and, you know, hang out with them, swim in the pool and just, I don't know, just kind of bounce around, mm-hmm. I guess, which as a child, I felt very free spirited, but I'm thinking my mom was probably like, all right, where are you going yeah. tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Where are we going to send her this day? You know, it's yeah. a lot of planning. My mom was a teacher. And so we always had her home during the summer. And so summers were like, I just, I remember really vivid memories of, she always made tuna fish sandwiches for lunch. That was like our, our summer cool lunch. Um, we would watch these shows during the day, like Perry Mason and, (laughs) um, Columbo. Like I was ready to be a total like detective and crime solver at like age 10. (laughs) Um, and then we would do chores during the commercial breaks. We would stop and do chores. Um, and so then she would send us to like summer school, but it was, um, like enrichment summer school. And so one summer I took, um, like a video production course and a stock market course, it's called the Bulls and the Bears. Remember that? I invested in Seven Up. Wow. Yep. Uh, and then I did a Spanish class one summer. So it was like this really nice balance between yeah. getting to do nothing, having to do chores, and then getting out and doing stuff that kept my mind at work. Yeah. Which is really nice. But like we were saying, I think that summer break now is just, I feel like it's different than it used to be. I think a lot of parents see it as another time of of work or it's kind of like there's a few different kinds of summer parents. So the kind that um, is like, let's get ahead. Let's, let's get to the point that you need to be in August or maybe ahead of where you need to be in August. And then there's a the kind of parent that's like, all right, let's do nothing. And I think that happy medium is somewhere in the middle, you know, of not, not overscheduling and not letting them be a total couch well, potato. And I think right now there's still a little bit of COVID fatigue. So some of the moms are probably going, oh no, we just got them <laughs> back in school. They're coming home. So I mentioned this a moment ago, but do you think that we put too much pressure on summer? And one phrase that comes to mind that I've heard people say is from the moment your kids are born, you only have 18 summers mm-hmm. with your child. And that kind of thing, like it gives me anxiety and it, I don't know if that, ever has made any mother feel good about what she's doing. (laughs) I feel like I have to just squeeze so much in. I have to have the good times. I have to make sure they're learning and I have to give them their break that they need. Um, Like, do you think that now as parents, we are trying to do too much? Are we thinking about it too much instead of just letting summer happen? I kind of feel like we overanalyze everything too much now. Like everything almost feels like it has a consequence. Um, And so, yes, I do. I don't think my mother ever thought about that. It was just like, oh, it's summer. Go outside and play. Yay. Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's complicated. I think that's because when we go back to school in August or September, all of a sudden there's tests right away. You know, Mm -hmm. the kids all have these standardized tests and you find out where they are compared to where they were in the spring Mm -hmm. or, you know, late spring. And so there's all this, this pressure to not have the the summer slide as they call it or the summer slump. I wrote an article a few years ago about the nine things I pledged to do or not do this summer. One of them was to not overschedule. Another was to see boredom as a blessing. And I think that that is something that I'm not good at, like Mm -hmm. making sure my kids can sit in, in boredom. One of them is happy to be bored. And the other one is like tapping on my shoulder all the mm-hmm. time. Like, what can I do? What can I do? And I'm like, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go figure it out. That's a personality thing though. I think, you know, like Megan, you wanted to be with people and that took effort because your friends didn't live next door. Whereas, you know, 
Emily is more creative. She could do that. She could play with a shoebox all day. Um, Marky had to be physical. Like he wanted to be playing sports constantly. Mm-hmm. And so he loved the camp. He, he was like you, Chloe. He could go from soccer camp to basketball camp yeah. to, you know, he was constantly in some kind of activity. So how, as a mother of five, how did you manage all of that? It was a master calendar. Like yeah. I had to think about, A, how much money do we have? Yeah. Then I'd say, okay, which camps do you really want to do? And for Marky, that was like, okay, yes, these friends are going to this and I really want to do this University of Florida basketball camp. Right, yeah. For Megan, it, she loved Canacuck. And so that was her big expense going to Canacuck. Uh, but everybody had a different thing. And we liked, did some play camps, you know, mm-hmm. summer, I can't remember what it was called, but they, by the end of it, produced a play mm-hmm. every weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it really was, I, I have to say one thing I loved about that is discussing with them, okay, what are your priorities this summer? Because they, they could do something different, you know, yeah. especially when they were little, they didn't have their normal activities so they could break out. There were a couple of times, I think it was you, Megan, where you did a babysitting camp and you guys were the babysitters. Do you remember that? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you charged for it. it. Or was it Taylor did the babysitting camp and you went to it? What is the baby? What's a babysitting camp? So (laughs) the girls, (laughs) in in our uh, friend group, my friend group, there were lots of girls that my friends had girls Mm -hmm. and they decided to put together a camp for people's little kids. Like a daycare? Yes, they did it. They did it in, are they charged? They did it in my guest house. And, you know, they, we had lots of friends who had little ones and they planned a craft. And of course I had to be there and make sure if they took them in the pool, everything was okay. But, um, they actually made money and they planned all these great things and it was, they put on the camp. That's amazing. It was just, you know, eight to noon. Mm -hmm. Um, it was adorable. That's a nice little break for those moms though. Yeah. Break for the moms. Lots of people getting a a great planning exercise Mm -hmm. for them. It kept them busy for a week, just planning the thing and. Yeah. You know, thinking about, about the conversation that I had with, with Chelsea about what is she going to do this summer with her daughter? That's the thing is like, there's, there are so many opportunities for moms to get their kids in places, but they all cost money and they're all a week long. And then you're like, well, what am I going to do for the other 11 weeks or the other eight weeks of the summer? And I didn't know what to tell her. You know, I look for free stuff. Yeah. Vacation Bible school Mm -hmm. is the best. The curriculums are fabulous. I ran a few for our church it's so much fun for the kids. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. On that, I will say like, cause I did vacation Bible school every year and I played soccer and did gymnastics growing up and at vacation Bible school, I would do volleyball and I would do flag football and just like all sorts of other activities I didn't get to do. And it's a really cool, at least I experienced this, a cool opportunity to do something outside yeah. of your normal hobbies as a kid. Yeah. I think that one of the underrated things about summer for kids is, um, the relaxed schedule and being outside and like how kind of the creativity that comes with that and the, um, you know, just loosening up the normal routine. Like for instance, we have a pool now. We just got it It came last (laughs) August. And so this summer I'm going to tell my boys, you know what? You swim, that's your bath. Yeah, that's (laughs) it. You're done. You're done. That's fine. You do not have to take a shower tonight as long as you swim. Or we're going to eat lunch outside today. Or we're going to eat lunch on the patio. It's like those little things that don't really feel like we're making a plan Mm. is making a memory for them and it's helping them learn something. I I totally agree. And I challenge moms out there to let their kids go with it, even if it's a mess for you. I'll never forget the year Holes came out, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the movie. 
Digging out, uh, uh. So we were getting our pool, which is what triggered this. We uh-huh. were getting our pool, so our yard was torn up anyway. And we have a we have a big yard, and the boys, of course, had discovered the shovels that were just laying there because, again, the yard was torn up, and they started digging holes all over the backyard. And I thought, okay, this is not good. Sure enough, my laundry room was not attached to my house. I know you can pity me. It is now. But once upon a time, I had five kids and I had to traipse across the yard just to get to the laundry room. Mm-hmm. And I st- I had a basket in my hands and I stepped no. off the steps and literally almost broke my ankle falling into a hole. But the point was they had so much fun and wore themselves out digging holes. And I could have said, no, no, you're making an extra mess in the yard that we're going to fill in when we reside. She had so much fun doing it. Yeah. And they were living the movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah there's so fun. getting dirty and getting, getting sweaty dirty. is just underrated. It's underrated, mm. especially for boys and the creativity of it, you know, yeah. before you knew it, they were burying things in the holes and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. But <laughs> allowing fun. your kids to make a mess. We had a porch and uh, I used to let my kids roll out big things of butcher block paper and just paint things all over it. And because it was a brick porch, I could hose it down as long as they use tempera paints. Mm-hmm. But letting them do those messy things, I feel like we're so structured and so uptight now about what you can and can't do that the messiness of childhood is gone. Mm-hmm. And and we're so, I don't know, I letting them not being so tired that you don't let them do those creative projects that you know are going to create more work for you, but are going to be a memory for them. And I think like a good idea to to get those wheels turning is to have a day that is no electronics. Because mm-hmm. I, I know like for my guys, I say, okay, well, you have a limit today. And at this time you're done or after this much time you're done. But there's something about like having a full day or maybe even a full two or three days in a row where there's not going to be any iPads or any video games. And then they know okay, my brain is going to work in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it kind of opens mm-hmm. up that door to trying different things. And you're you're in that mindset too, as mom. You're like, okay, I'm going to ha- maybe have to put in a little bit more effort right now to get out the supplies or to clean up the mess or supervise this activity. But, it, you know, just by turning, literally turning off the electronics, but also turning it off as an opportunity in your brain, I think opens it up to to something different. We had the rule, no TV during the week. Like there were no screens during the week. Now it's different. People have cell phones now and different things, but my kids did not turn on a screen all week. Mm. It was only on the weekends that they could have a screen. Yeah. We don't, we have a no like tablet rule on weekdays. And then the only TV that they, was that during the summer too? Or are you talking about during the school year? Wow. That's good. See, during the week, we just, we'll watch a show together in the evening as a family, like, Mm -hmm. you know, holy moly or one of those silly kind of mm-hmm. shows but otherwise there's no no screens at night there's no time <laughs> for them i know we don't have time it's for different them. now i think there's just so much more on screens but we did have a pool to chloe's mm-hmm. thing you know we had a pool we had a big backyard we lived in the corner lots of kids were over lots of times yeah. one of my favorite printables on imom is the schedule that saved our summer and i know a lot of friends that have used it and the gist of it so if you're looking for some way to structure your summer is to make it monday trip tuesday Working Wednesday, which that might be chores or things around the house that need to get done. Thoughtful Thursday and then friend Friday, which is, you know, you get to be social and do something with a friend. And I think just having that structure of like, 
okay, if yes, we can do this, but we can't do all of this in one day. Yes. We can't run around like chickens with our heads cut off. We have to save that friend journey for mm-hmm. Friday. And then, well, since we know we're saving that for Friday, then Thursday, we're going to do something to help a neighbor or to, you know, do some community service or something like that. I just think it's um, having a plan that's not too intense, but still having mm-hmm. an intention for the summer. I think something can be said too for if you are in that season of life where you're exhausted is not having a plan and not feeling guilty about it. Mm -hmm. Your kids are going to be okay if they have to just play with themselves for a summer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's true. I think, I think the country's exhausted. A lot of people are tired and it's okay. Um, Especially if you're a working mom and you've kind of been taking care of kids and working. uh, I think that's so true. Let go. And Mm. They're going to be okay. I think that's so true. I, I feel a little bit of that looking at like at the end of a summer, you know, pandemic time is a little bit different, but at the end of the summer or in the middle of the summer, seeing people going on their like second vacation of the summer and I'm like, well, I'm working and my kids are home again, just doing this mm-hmm. or, or hearing a friend say, oh, well, so-and-so signed up for this camp and then this sleepaway mm-hmm. camp and this thing. And I'm like, am I a good enough mom? Am I doing, am, oh, am I, you can feel so guilty. Yeah. But then there's those kids who do two months straight at the YMCA because yeah. mom and dad are working right. and you just got to make it work. They're yeah. okay. Yep. Okay. And I have to say too, if you have itty bitties, you know, and they don't nap, some of them nap, some of them don't put them, tell them all to go to their beds, pile up their beds with books and say, look, I'm setting the alarm clock for two hours. Everybody's going to have their quiet time in their bed. You don't have to sleep. You can Play with dolls. You can do whatever you want, but you cannot leave your bed mm. just so you get two hours yeah. of quiet because that's the hard thing too is if you're not used to it and you're trying to get things done, um, not having chaos all the time. And so we've been talking about little kids, um, but what about teenagers? I mean, that is, what's the idle hands of the devil's playground? Yes. The, the saying? Devil's handiwork. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you do with teens over the summer? I always went to summer school. We always did summer school so I could get, you know, I always took PE over the summer, actually, which is torture. I think that's a great thing. Um, Some of my kids did that. They took an extra like college class at HCC, Mm -hmm. even though they were in high school, they were taking getting ahead with a credit. It's a great time to take an online class or something. Just I took PE so that I didn't have to dress out during the school year. Megan, you did that. I did. You, I, took, you <laughs> took this online class instead of PE. Yes, you did. And remember, you were doing sit-ups and stuff. And you go, Mom, you have to sign this oh, thing saying I, I did do this. remember Should that. Should Megan start I, taking, I like, remember. supplements or something? <laughs> <from her laughs> <memory>? Megan. <laughs> I, I, I do remember, remember that. Anything. Well, but it was kind of good because it was like, was I in high school? Yes, it was for high school. Yeah, so it's, it was kind of good. So it was kind of like working on my summer bod. <laughs> oh, hardly. <laughs> she was doing a few push-ups <laughs> in the living room. Well, I barely broke a sweat. You didn't break a sweat. I remember one of my, the PE classes I took, it was, um, the, the football coach was our PE coach and we had to run one lap and then he sold moon pies out of the back of his pickup truck. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So healthy. To, to pay for stuff for the football team, like equipment for the football team. So yeah, I, any calories I burned, I gained them right back with moon <laughs> pies. Moon pie. Yeah. Well, the yeah, other thing is if they can get a job and Megan, you did coach swimming. You did that in the summer and my girls babysat a lot, which mm-hmm. is another great. I did babysit a lot. I babysat every Saturday night for the same family. So like wow. that took up. What were they yeah. doing every Saturday night? They just had out? a standing date night and it was great because I'm laughing though because it was three kids two twin boys and I love this family so much but I'm also laughing because at the time I thought I was making so much money I got paid 
five dollars an hour to yep. babysit three kids. Ooh. $5. That so was think a deal. about that. Now think about I'm paying that. like 15 for one. Yeah. Right. So think about that today. It's so hard. We just heard from a girl who works in our office, single mom, Megan. It's hard to find people to watch your kids. If you have a teenage daughter, send them. Like I took my girls to that uh, St. Joe's hospital. They had a class, a parent, yeah. uh, a babysitting class yeah. to make sure that they were ready. And you could babysit, your child could babysit, your teen could babysit every day. During these the day. working moms during, during the, day. the day and make a ton of money right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's also a good reminder to these teenagers of, you know, do you want to have a child now? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't. So, Chloe, Chloe what, tell us about what, what you're doing. doing. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, learning how to babysit. That's what I was doing. Maybe you should have been babysitting. I, I should have been. I could have uh, stood to babysit once or twice. Um, <clears throat> I did not have a job in high school. Um, I played soccer really competitively and I just feel like I had too much free time on my hands. What were you doing with that free time, Chloe? I was hanging out with my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) and I don't know. I just, I wish I had a little bit more structure at that age because I think that's probably when I started to like get into the, I didn't get into a ton of trouble in high school, but that was when I did get into some troubling activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I think either your teen needs to get a job or needs to babysit for the the moms in the neighborhood who need yeah. some help or needs to be in some kind of summer activity. Yeah. Like or that. there's great summer sports for mm-hmm. high schoolers too. Like uh, my son did seven on sevens with the football team. Mm-hmm. They traveled. Um, so if they're into sports, I would yeah. say there there's good stuff there. But also... There's so many um, school activities that they can still continue. Mm-hmm. I think that for teens, it's especially important, though, for them to kind of decompress a little bit. There's so much during the school year that, you know, they have like schedules that adults have practically. Yes. Yeah. I think it's important for them to have a little bit of downtime and to sleep at least. Yeah. So I didn't know that summer anxiety was a thing for kids. I always remember you know, coming home from school, tossing the backpack aside and just being so relieved. It's summer and no homework. But there's some kids, I was reading an article or some research from Harvard Medical School that said there are some kids who absolutely would rather be in school, even with the tests and the alarm clock, they would rather be in school because summer is a source of anxiety for them. Mm-hmm. And they said there's three major sources. One of them, separation, anxiety, being separated from their parents. Another one, social and I think I would guess that that's probably the biggest one. Like I have to go to a camp and I have to meet new kids and I'm going to mm-hmm. be in a place that I'm, I don't know. And I like, what, what am I going to have for lunch? And when am I going to get picked up? And then another one, which was wild to me, specific phobias that are related to the summer, like fear of bugs or mm-hmm. fear of thunderstorms. Like yeah. these things that the season kind of triggers in them. I, I'm sorry. I said, yeah, so emphatically. My husband was terrified. He lived in, grew up in Alabama, was absolutely terrified of storms growing up and he he talked about like the anxiety he would feel during the summer because he knew tornadoes were going to come and thunderstorms were going to come as a child yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but i was thinking that if you have a child who has some um like social anxiety finding a camp that maybe is two weeks long instead of two one-week camps you know like trying to find something Mm -hmm. so there's fewer Mm -hmm. transitions or calling ahead and saying can I come by and let my child see this classroom Mm -hmm. or meet you coach so that he knows who he's going to be working with all week you know and all these little steps that we can take to help alleviate some of that 
Or sign anxiety. him up with a camp with a friend. Oh, yeah. Then mm-hmm. they have somebody to go with. Megan, you went to sleepaway camp. You got homesick. Um, At one camp because I really hated it. <laughs> <laughs> the other one I liked, so I didn't get homesick. I'm yeah, begging my kids camp. to do sleepaway camp, and they don't want to do it. And I'm so bummed. I'm like, I would have given my right arm to is, do that. Is it because they don't want to be away from you? Um, The little one, yes. he's He doesn't. He, I think he has separation anxiety, and I think he has not social anxiety. He's a social kid, but he would rather. But they're so young, too. How old are they? They eight and ten. Yeah. yeah. The big one, though, he would totally go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of our friends have gone to this camp before. And my the mom, my friend, had them call the boys and talk to them about it. And they said, well, there's like a um, oh, what's the word for like you can take your money and go buy like candy and oh, stuff like or whatever. Yeah, kind of like that. It actually, the way they described it made it sound like prison. You know, like you can go to the, like his cigarettes and stuff. Like, it's not that, but that same kind of thing. Um, and my older one got really excited about that. Like having, like I could send him $5 and he could go buy candy. Like yeah, that was, gosh, yeah. who cares about the fishing and the archery? Yeah, yeah he just yeah, wants right. to spend money. But um but yeah, just the other day, the little one's like, please don't send me to camp. But he's so little still. Eight is young. Yeah, I don't know. He just, I, I don't think it's a laziness thing, but he really doesn't want to do anything. He mm-hmm. wants to veg out all summer and I kind of respect it, but I also am like, well, you gotta, you gotta yeah. move. He's like, daddy said that he's going to m- make a basketball camp for me. I'm like, what does that look like exactly? <laughs> you know, like daddy's not a basketball coach and there won't be anybody else there, but I think that's his dad's attempt at getting him moving, but yeah. not having to go somewhere and, and do something like that. Do you have any creative ways to manage the summer? I love hearing about what other moms are doing. So tell us via the link in the show notes. And that's also where you can find links to all the stuff we talked about in today's show, including our 60 days of summer fun. I mean, 60 days straight of good times with your kids. How awesome is that? And we'll post the printable, the schedule that saved our summer. It is super cute. And thanks for listening. The I'm On Podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal. Edited by Isaiah Gunther. 